Welcome to Workplace English Pod, a great way to improve your English on the go. Workplace English Pod is brought to you by Workplace English Training ePlatform, the Internet's largest business English resource for learners and teachers of business English. You can subscribe to Workplace English Training ePlatform at www.workplace-english-training.com and get access to podcast transcripts, study notes, interactive exercises, and thousands of additional resources in the training center. Telephone talk, taking messages. Taking telephone messages well is a skill that saves time for both the caller and the receiver. If you need to take a message for someone, get as much information as possible. Always include the date and time of the call, the full name of the person calling, ask for correct spelling, the company the caller is from, the telephone number, and time available for callback. The purpose of the call. Give enough information to the caller so they know what to expect, such as when the person they are trying to reach will return. When taking a message, avoid saying, "I'll have him call you back when he returns." It would be better to say, "I'll make sure he gets your message when he returns." Bear the following points in mind when leaving a telephone message: Don't speak too fast. Pronounce and spell your name clearly. Slow down when saying your telephone number, and pause somewhere in the sequence of providing your number. Give your company name, title, and reason for calling. Let them know when to call you back. You're now going to listen to two short telephone conversations. In both situations, the person the caller wants to speak to is either out of the office or unavailable. Focus your attention on how the receptionists handle the calls and the steps involved in taking a message. Quan Brothers Customer Service. I'm Jenny. How may I help you? Hello, this is Peter Hedison speaking. I'd like to speak to Keith Wong, please. I'm sorry, Mr. Hedison, but Mr. Wong is in a meeting this morning. Would you like him to call you back? Yes, I would. May I have your telephone number and the name of your company? I'm calling from Keytex Supplies, and my number is two seven three eight three eight two nine. So you are Peter Hedison of Keytex Supplies, and Mr. Wong can reach you on two seven three eight three eight two nine. That's right. Can I also leave a short message? Yes. Could you tell Mr. Wong that the delivery of desks will be delayed until next Monday? And could you remind him to settle our invoice before we deliver the desks? Let me just confirm that the delivery of desks will be delayed until next Monday, and your invoice should be settled before the delivery. That's correct. When would be a good time for Mr. Wong to call you, Mr. Hedison? I'll be in the office all day, and I'll make sure Mr. Wong gets the message. Goodbye. Good morning, Arthur Johnston Limited. This is John speaking. What can I do for you? Hello. Could I speak to Jeff Chan, please? May I know who's calling, please? This is Kelly Thompson. I'm afraid Mr. Chan is tied up at the moment. Could I ask him to call you back later this afternoon? No, that won't be necessary. But could I leave a message for him? Certainly. 
Could you tell him that I've emailed him a quotation for the English course and attached a proposed outline of the course? Could you ask him to email me if he has any queries? So, you've emailed Mr Chan a quotation for the English course and attached a proposed outline of the course. He can email you if he has any questions. Yes, that's right. Could you tell me your company name and contact number, Miss Thompson? I'm calling from Key Language Associates on 28193829. So, you're Kelly Thompson of Key Language Associates and your telephone number is 28193... 28193829. Okay, 28193829. Thank you for your call, Miss Thompson. I'll see that Mr Chan gets your message. Thanks very much. Goodbye. You're welcome. Goodbye. In both these telephone dialogues, the receptionist answers the phone and gives the caller specific information. Usually this information consists of a greeting, the name of the company and or the name of the department, the name of the person answering the phone, a friendly question to guide the call. So let's break this down a bit. Firstly, we'll look at the greeting. The most common greeting on the phone is, Hello, but some people prefer to be more specific, like, Good morning. Or, Good afternoon. Sometimes, in a more informal working environment, a simple hi might be an acceptable greeting. But generally, it's best to use more formal greetings. Secondly, when answering the phone, you should give your name, the name of your company, and if applicable, the name of your department. Here are some examples. This is Convoco, and I'm Charlie. Convoco Accounting, Charlie speaking. Accounting Department, this is Charlie. Convoco, this is Charlie speaking. Note that part of this will be determined by who answers the phone. If you are answering the main line, you might say all of this. If you work in the accounting department and the call has been transferred from somewhere else, you might just answer, Accounting, this is Charlie. Accounting department, Charlie speaking. Next, let's look at the question part. It's very common to follow the greeting and your details with a polite question. Here are some common ones. How can I help you? May I help you? How may I help you? What can I do for you? If you're acting as a receptionist, you might ask, How may I direct your call? Or, How may I connect you? Now, let's return to the telephone dialogues you've just listened to. One important thing you'll notice after listening to the first dialogue is the number of questions asked by both the caller and the receiver. These questions are generally questions for information, requests for permission, or just basic requests. Modal verbs are commonly used in these types of questions. Could I? May I? Can I? Would it be okay if I? Would it be possible for me to? Sometimes, instead of using a question to make a request, the request is made using a statement. I'd like to. I was wondering if I could. I was hoping to. I'd be grateful if you could. I'd appreciate it if you would. Peter Hedison wants to speak to Mr Wong. He asks for him like this. 
I'd like to speak to Mr. Wong, please. Peter might also have said, I was wondering if I could talk to Mr. Wong, please. I was hoping I could speak to Mr. Wong, please. He also could have used a question. Could I please speak to Mr. Wong? May I speak to Mr. Wong, please? Either a polite statement or a polite question is fine. But avoid using statements which are too direct, such as, I must speak to Mr. Wong. I want to talk to Mr. Wong. Connect me to Mr. Wong. It is always better to be as polite as you can be, especially in business situations. If the person the caller wants to speak to is available, then your job is almost done. But first, you need to check. You could say, Just a moment, sir. I'll see if he's available. Please hold the line and I will transfer you. I'll connect you now. Would you mind holding for a minute? Sometimes, though, calls are screened. This means that Peter might be in the office, but he only wants to talk to certain people. Only his boss, for example, and no clients. In cases like this, you can ask the caller for more information. May I ask who's calling? Can I ask your name? Who may I say is calling? If Peter can't come to the phone, if he is out or unavailable, you need to be careful not to be too direct. Don't say, He's out. He's not here. No, you missed him. These kinds of sentences are far too short and are considered impolite, especially in a business situation. Instead, use extra words to pad out the bad news. I'm sorry, sir, but he's not in at the moment. I'm afraid Mr. Davis is out of town. I'm unable to locate her right now, I'm afraid. Unfortunately, Mrs. Williams has just left the office. I'm sorry, but Mr. Chan is in a meeting. But it doesn't end there. Next, you have to offer to take or leave a message. Taking messages is often an important part of using the phone for business. After telling the caller that the person they want to speak to is either unavailable or out, it's best to ask Would you like to leave a message? Could I take a message for you? Do you have a message for Mr. Evans? If you are the caller, you can also ask to leave a message. Would you mind if I left a message? Could I possibly leave a message? I'd like to leave a message if I can. May I leave a message for him? Can I leave a message? Sometimes the message might be very detailed. If you feel unsure or uncomfortable about taking such a long message with a lot of details, one option is to say, Sir, would you mind if I transferred you to his voicemail? I know he checks his messages when he's not in the office. Would you like me to transfer you to her voicemail? That might be the quickest way to get hold of her. That's a very detailed message. Maybe it's better if you leave that on his voicemail. That way he'll get all the information. Or, if you are the caller, you can request this. Would you mind transferring me to his voicemail? I have a detailed message I'd like to leave. Do you know if she checks her voicemail messages when she's out of the office? I'd like to leave her a message there, if I may. Could you transfer me to her voicemail? I'd like to leave her a message. 
because talking on the phone is never as easy or as clear as face-to-face conversation, clarifying details is essential, even for native English speakers. Here are some common phrases used to clarify information. Do you mean that? Was that? Are you saying that? So you'd like him to? You can also tell the caller that you're going to clarify the information you've been given. I'd just like to clarify everything with you. Would you mind if I repeat that back to you? Let me repeat that back to you. Let me clarify those details. Clarifying is so important when recording telephone or account numbers, spelling certain names, taking detailed information, as well as times and dates. Don't feel embarrassed about asking a caller to repeat information or to clarify what they mean. Even native English speakers need to do this. If the caller is speaking too quickly, don't panic. Just ask them to speak more slowly or repeat what they have said. Sorry, sir. Can you say that again, please? I'm afraid I didn't catch that, ma'am. Can you repeat it? I'm sorry. Could you say that again more slowly? Would you mind speaking more slowly, please? Perhaps the caller has a name or company name you're not familiar with. No problem. Just ask. Can you spell your last name, sir? Would you mind spelling that? How do you spell your company name, please? When getting ready to end a call, there are a few ways to reassure the caller that the message will be passed on, unless the caller has been transferred already to voicemail. Doing this reassures the caller that you will pass on the message. Note that it's best not to say, "I will have him call you as soon as possible." It's not a good idea because you might not have a chance to tell him, or he might not want to call this person back. Perhaps he has more important clients waiting. It's better just to let the caller know that you will pass the message on. Say something like this: "I will make sure he gets this message, sir. I'll pass your message on to her as soon as I see her. I'll see that she gets the message as soon as she's back in the office." A closing can be a simple goodbye, or you can be more specific. Have a great afternoon, sir. I hope the conference goes well. Have a nice weekend. Have a nice day. You can subscribe online at www.workplace-english-training.com.